we go. Week eight of Snap Tackle Pod. As always, I'm Mick Schaefer of KCHP 41. That is Dion Clisso of Preps. KC, wait, no, no hat this week? I've got a hat this week. I thought I would make everybody wait, do a little hat reveal like I'm going to uh, go announce. Drum roll again here. So we have a stocking cap a this stocking week. stocking cap. Fall weather. It's coming Fall out. weather. Fall weather. Oh, it's, North Kansas City? For the no, city? For, for the city. Lincoln Prep. That was Lincoln their... Prep. Oh, I love it. We're going to talk about those blue tigers here. On yep. This yep. I'm not going to keep it on because it's really warm. <laughs> so I'll, I'll have to redo it does the, the job it's just not it does the the jo- it's like a fleece lined yeah stocking cap it is very very warm maybe There's... the only stocking cap out there that actually matches the high school's field so yes. that's cool yes it is that's, and uh that's very uh, cool got that a couple of years ago from uh from below and you know it's kind of funny that a couple of years ago is when they're yeah, they had an undefeated season, and the, uh, I want to say the hype train was pretty big on them because they had the D1 players. Yeah. Last year, that was kind of up, and they, they didn't necessarily have as good a season. I think a lot of people thought they would. And this year, um, they are t- they are not really flashy in terms of talent and things like that. They run the football, play defense, and they're taking care of their business. And uh, uh, next week, they've got center. Um, and that'll be kind of the, the big t- – one more big That'd test for them. That'd be a good them. litmus test, yeah. Yeah, and they're hosting – uh, those two teams playing everything else except for football. And the opportunity came when Southeast uh, ended their season and Clinton didn't have a football season this yeah. year. Both schools were open. And, and so, no, I think the game, and we'll, we'll probably just launch right into Lincoln Prep and Maryville. Start, yeah, we'll start last week's game at Maryville. Maryville is not the typical power the Spook yeah. Hounds have been, but still a big test and a good team. And Lincoln Prep went to Maryville and got the win. Yeah, the field goal at the buzzer to win 27-26. And uh, a situation where five years ago in the first round of the playoffs, they were down 48 to nothing to Maryville. Wow. And uh, Bill Lowe said in a tweet that uh, he, he literally contemplated taking his team off the field, was worried about injuries, and just, you know, the ability to even bring the program, you know, what state of mind these kids would be in the next year. Yeah. And so uh, it really was a huge turnaround that they have completed there at Lincoln Prep and made them a actual football program. Uh, and they look like they could, you know, they're in class four um, and they'd be yeah. in the same quarterfinal with Smithville. So, you know, that, that, that sometimes that happens. Sometimes you have a really good season and you're in with what could be the best yeah. team in the, in the, in the vision. So no, it's a great win for them. And I think that that win means a lot to coach. Well, well, and yeah, because we've seen them beat up on the IL for years yeah. and then a, a, a step or two down the road of the playoffs, they get knocked out playing uh, an out-of-town team or another team just kind of outside uh, of the Kansas City metro area. But to get that win over Maryville, who, I mean, listen, they, they've got losses this year, but they're right there with St. Pius. They're right yeah. there with Harrisonville, okay? That, I, that to me, made the statement that Lincoln Prep is, okay, they can, they can be a player now in the playoffs. Yeah, I think so, too. You know, a couple years ago when they had that run, they, they knocked off a Grandview and, and did some good things there. Uh, but this, is, this team seems like it's maybe a little bit more of a team. And, and, and I think they learn – from that initial kind of splash of success they had two years ago uh, and kind of the step back they took last year. And I think it, they, they're really showing it by winning tough, close games. And that's, you know, down 21, nothing to Cardinal Ritter come back and win 28, uh, 21. You know, it's, it's some games like that, 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 that are really showing a lot of character yeah. out of that program. It's fun to see. Well, let's stay small. We're going to stay small here. Kind of looking back at some of the, uh, the big games and smaller classes last week, Lincoln prep, uh, winning over Maryville was one. Let's stay on the Missouri side here. Center Odessa, that thing lived up to the hype. Oh, yeah. But Odessa, I, I, I would have picked Center in this game. 
But Odessa's shown some fight that their numbers are lower this year, but they just keep winning football games. And had to hang on for their dear yeah. life. Had a 39 to 12 lead at halftime. Everybody thought it was, and then and then center just went off. Uh, Joseph Vick, their quarterback, had like 446 yards passing and five wow. touchdowns. Uh, Jacory Juice Love had uh, 200 yards rushing, another 180 yards receiving. Uh, and, and, and they really just, you know, have got some players. And we talked about this before we started, you know, you better get center now. Cause They're I don't know if you're, I don't know if you're, and they've like three seniors. I only think two of them play. Yeah. Uh, the, I remember talking with coach Salong early in the year saying, and, and coach Walms got this very issue. It's like, what do you like about your seniors? Like, I love all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, he goes, uh, but you know, we were so junior, they were junior and sophomore um, led this year that uh, if they can, yeah. You know, depth is always a problem at center, like a lot of schools like that, that they've got to try and find some linemen and that kind of thing. But they have got some skill guys who are as good as anybody. And, you know, we, we talk about them a lot. You know, a few years ago, Norvell Trent, their outstanding tailback, unfortunately, to go play in college anywhere. But uh, he was the tailback that Rashad White didn't get to play tailback, who's one of the starters yeah. for Arizona State right now. So, I mean, that, that tells you, you know, and the Malik Collins, who's playing at, at uh, Houston Texans right now. So, you could see that uh, that they've definitely got some talent there, and this is the next wave, and it could be just as good as anything they've had. Oh, it uh, uh, a big big game last week, Odessa, and that could be a that could be a preview of a playoff game. Correct? Yeah, district that could be a district final very easily. Yeah. Uh, I think they're probably going to finish one and two in that district, and and you know if you're center, you've lost two games by a total of six points mm-hmm. to two teams that are combined. Uh, 13 and undefeated, 0 and yeah undefeated exactly. one's ranked number one and one's ranked number two yeah and one of those losses you found out that morning you're playing yes. right no games yes. whatsoever and right. and that's still one of my favorite games of the season talked to yeah, both teams but talked to both coaches and they said as as kind of like nerve-wracking as it was it was just coaching football yeah. it was getting out there seeing what they're doing seeing what we're doing yeah. and just going and calling plays and, and and that's a neat thing that would be kind of a fun no one will ever agree to that like a blind draw you're gonna play that no, night yeah. type thing you'll never you'll you never that get week that five in kansas city yeah. every year you're just drawn out of a hat yeah drawn out of a hat at noon on friday get your <laughs> get your buses ready you know it's like you're, you're gonna be a road team you're gonna be a visiting team you just don't know where yeah, you know where you're going, so or who you're hosting. You're right. Coaches absolutely hate it. Oh, that's made for that's made for media. Yeah, that's there's absolutely. no doubt. It's it's kind of funny this week. And and before we get off on a tangent, Smithville is open. They're number one in class four. Jackson was open in class five, and and Jackson picked up Cardinal Ritter. It's all still husband. the Clinton effect hitting. Uh, no, this was COVID. Ruskin's out for COVID, and I think the Jackson and, and Cardinal Ritter. There's a few sprinklings of COVID uh, out there as we've gone on this year. But I was I was ready to go to Twitter and be like, let's go to Columbia or Warrensburg on a Saturday afternoon, uh, you know, and go find a high school and let's get Smithville number one in class four and number one in class five and play. And I, you know, we've had some of that with COVID. We haven't had as much COVID this year, which is great. I, I'm glad we're not scrambling for games each week, but uh, no, it's that baser Glenwood center game was definitely one I'll look back on and, and say that was, that was fantastic. Yep. Um, all right. Let's talk about this game too. I, I would, I was going to, I would have picked Smithville to win to step up a class mm-hmm. and go to Raytown, but I wasn't expecting that. They they blanked the Blue Jays thirty four to nothing last week. I thought that was one of the most impressive games. I think that's their third or fourth shutout this year. It is their third on okay. the year. Okay, they've given up thirty nine points total, and ten of that was to Black County. Ten of that was to Black County. Twelve to Grandview. 
14 Greytown South. And you don't know, I, I don't know. You they, might know. The, I, I, because I, I tune in to maybe some see of those came final in late, score. Probably, yeah. late touchdowns. Yes. Uh, the, the Grandview and the uh, Raytown South were uh, when I'm assuming the sophomores were seeing a majority of the time. Yeah. That, um, I mean, Smithville is just the old school program, right? They run the ball, they play defense. Yeah, and they just smother you. And they've actually got a pretty good passing game. Hedge court, okay. Andrew Hedgecourt and uh, is their quarterback. And uh, they run a little bit of spread and, and things like that. But what they do is they get after you. I mean, it's a it's a team with 19 starters back that was in the semis and came up short yeah. and said, okay, we're not playing around this year. We're we're not gonna leave anything to chance. And that's and that's what you're seeing out of them. And uh, I picked them to beat Raytown. I didn't think they'd do it 34 to nothing. And that bodes well for them because those are those a Raytown team is like state semis or state championship type, uh, you know, teams yeah. you may see in terms of in class four, there's a mix of teams that maybe are, are more, you know, towards a class three, which Smithville is a smaller class four school. And then there's teams that are just on the verge of, of class five that are a little more yeah. athletic, have a little more size and numbers. It's, it's kind of an in-between class and spots. And so you may play a, a team one week that looks a lot like you, and you may play a team that doesn't look like you the next week. And you have to be able to adjust to that week in, week out. And, and I think that they've showed uh, with their schedule this year and the way they're playing that, that they're ready for anybody. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, jump over to the Kansas side here. Talking about teams that maybe, you know, have a point to prove. St. James, it seems like, has been playing angry here, right, the last couple of weeks. Their first four opponents were Aquinas, Blue Valley, Blue Valley West, and Blue Valley Northwest. I mean, just murderer's row right there, right? Closest yep. game was 21 points. They lost all four. But then they come back, beat up St. Pius last week mm -hmm. in an impressive win. And they go to Blue – and they beat Blue Valley Southwest, which – Okay, you beat them, but I mean they beat them by thirty points. It seems like, you know, Radke's got these guys. He didn't let those losses, you know, keep them down. Yeah, and and I know that uh, you know they're they're in with Mishnage in the sense that they're off to you know their their season doesn't look that great on a record, but they're going to get into that four A bracket. Yeah, and as it stands right now, if the if the bracket stays the same, if Baser gets the one, Baser could face Miage in the second round. Oh wow! And I don't think that's what. I don't know if that's what's intended when huh. by the K by the K preps rankings that the number one and number two teams no face in the second round of the playoffs. No, so, so much of that. I mean, yeah. And, and so it's, I, you know, there's uh, my column this week is about the, the drawbacks of both sides and, and the benefits of both sides. Um, the, you know, the state lines playoff system, but that's definitely a drawback with, with no head to head in, in Kansas and the one to 16 and the, well, and just no weighted and no weighted, no weighted weighted strength of right. schedule or anything like yeah. that. You can, you can argue that Missouri sucks and you don't like it and you want to do something different. That being said, at least they try <laughs> to do something. I think Missouri, I think they get it right in everything except the success multiplier. I don't like that. I don't like like, hey, you've got this great program. You've done it right. You've gone out there, get got the kids to weights all summer. You got them to a zero hour all year long. You've built up you know, the youth program. You've got it going. Oh, we're going to punish you, right? How dare you go and win a lot of games? Well, it's not, it's not everybody. It's just the private schools. That's what makes it even more. Well, uh, they have the multiplier, right? No, they don't have, they don't have a multiplier at all anymore. It's the state. Totally, okay. It's totally yeah, I success. Like the multiplier. It's totally success multiplier for private schools only. Yeah. Now give me, give, I, give me I would have said, why not have Lamar won seven straight state titles, get bumped up to class four for a couple of years and, and, and do that. Cause I think that probably, because, hey, you know, a few of those I, Lamar I, teams I say, in class no, two could have done it. Especially, you know, for public schools. But I, I always liked in, in Missouri, I liked 
what it was at 1.35 they took yeah the 1.35 1.35 what they found though is it, it it really it really hurt some of the smaller private schools some of yeah. the bigger ones that i think they thought they were hurting that didn't really hurt them yeah um, well and, and so and, and and they're talking about it maybe like right now over in kansas yeah keisha's keisha's working on that right now success multiplier because listen it, it, it has been a miage problem in 4a and that's it just a miage problem but now it's about to become a St. James and St. Thomas Aquinas and the age problem in 4A. And uh, the, the small towns aren't going aren't gonna to be big fans of that, and nor, nor should they. So I, 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 do you think some change is going to come of that? Whether it's I, feel a, like, I feel like they're kind of moving that direction. It's gone uh, – they've gotten away from the making them have their own separate division. I know there was a talk of that too, and I'm not a fan of that. I think – Yeah, there are, some, there are some advantages. And, and you know, we, we're football-focused here, so – that's where I know that a lot of it really comes from the other sports, especially country club sports and things like that, where it's just really dominated uh, by private and, and on the girls side too. And I mean, the girls side. That's why, you know, me Asian, those schools can just dominate you. Yeah. So I, I, I get that, but in the football sense, I, I kind of think that, you know, it's, it, it's just that it doesn't, it helps in, in a certain extent and it doesn't help, you know, you could be like Viani in, in St. Louis who had a great program was kicking out D one players and their coach got sideways with their administration and their administration wanted to take that program in a different direction. And now they're horrible and yeah. they're up in class six. That's another good point. I mean, everything's, everything's cyclical, right? Some of them are longer cycles like Miege winning like seven years in a row, but we, and most many of those years, Dion, they were, if not the best team in the city, one of the top uh, two, three, four, five, right? There's a couple of those teams that would have won four, eight, five, eight, six, eight in Kansas. In Kansas and probably would have, you know, some and years competed later, in all the way to class in Missouri yeah. as well. Um, that's really not the case anymore. But the problem is Miege got knocked off last year by, well, another Kansas City private school. And it's that's, games. that's growing. That's that's yeah. really growing and is bigger than Miege and is almost as big as Aquinas. And so... Um, and, and like you said, the, the, the one thing that stinks about it is that you, you have kids paying for success of others, and it's the group that goes through and wins a title. If there's not very good freshmen and sophomores behind them, yeah. they get bumped up and they get drilled. And, well, and we're and, seeing the enrollment at all these, all these uh, Catholic schools and private schools in Kansas just drop. Yeah, There, there, are, there are no 6As, and then once Aquinas and St. James are down in 4A, I mean, you got Carol and Capen, and I think that might be it. And I think that's it in Kansas, Missouri, you know, in St. Louis, they've got so many that uh, it's like every school. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's still not a, not an issue They're They're still good there, but uh, no, it's funny. The best line I ever heard before they did the success multiplier is Valley Catholic, which uh, had won a bunch of class one state titles, but it was really a small school and they just have a great program. Um, Their coach joked and said, wow, the joke's on you. We're going eight man. Um, Cause they were eligible to go eight man. If they wanted to. <laughs> oh, and they, great. and they went from class one to class three. You can only go two classes. You can't, you can't be like, like if they, you know, if you applied that rule to say Lamar who won seven in a row or whatever, they'd be playing, six, big, seven, class, they'd be playing big class football. That being said, there were a couple of teams who would come up here and I can tell you, I can name three or four or five class five and class six teams who wanted no part of, the, of Lamar. Back in the day. A little sliver of Missouri, right? The, the, Lamar, Web City, Web City now Carthage, Joplin now, Joplin and Nixa are kind of in that and in, in that move group as well. So that's going to be a fun district with Joplin, Nixa, uh, yeah. Ray Peck, I think is in that in that group. Lee Summit North. That's going to be an interesting district, to say yeah. the least. 
All right, one more game from last week in Kansas. We'll look ahead to this week. Spring Hill, not really games, but Spring Hill and Baser, they're both unbeaten. Mm-hmm. Spring Hill's the only unbeaten team in, in uh, 5A. Baser unbeaten in 4A. Do they both stay that way? I think so. Uh, Spring Hill's Spring got Hill a scare last week. Yeah, Spring Tong and Oxy, Al Troyer and that staff. When they're good, they're going to beat you how they want to beat you. But if they're, if they're, you know, don't have the talent like they normally do, and this is not as talented a team and not as good a team, they are going to make you do things and play games yeah. not the way you want to play them. Make you sweat. <laughs> make you sweat. They were down in Spring Hills down 21-14, needed to kick off return in the fourth quarter, about four minutes ago to tie it, and then held off. And, uh, um, you know, there was a field goal there at the end that uh, didn't get made, and they go to overtime get the stop score on their third play and, and, and get out of Dodge, <laughs> get out of Tongi, uh, you know, basically. And so get that win. But uh, no, I think Spring Hill's having a really good year. That was their first, they, the back-to-back games, they were up 28, nothing on DeSoto and DeSoto played them pretty well in the second half. And then Tonga Noxy. Um, so they're getting, they're starting to get people's best punches and they're taking them and, and, yeah. and, and still surviving. And they got Piper this week. Baser, I tell you, I, I, you know, I think you got to look at St. James and, Miege's teams to, to beat, but I think Baser's right there. I think Baser's yeah. in the conversation. I think um, their their defense is legit, and they're always good on offense. Um, and they yeah. really have a fantastic defense this year. That that, that, that east side's going to be pretty good. Throwing Piper and some of those other schools. Mm, yeah, they're schools that you don't want to play. Eudora Piper, absolutely. Uh, Paola has stuck his head up last week and got a good win. Yeah. Uh, so that's what you. I mean, you, you start waking Paola up a little bit, and you're like, oh no, here we yeah. got you know Lewisburg's. <laughs> I think Lewisburg is three and three. Ottawa. Yeah under a new coach has improved. I mean, so that frontier league has really got uh, some good, pretty good teams in it that are, that are all starting to play well. All right. So we look back on some smaller uh, school games. Let's look ahead now to some bigger games this weekend. A Remax big three. We'll say yep. the Kansas side here, blue Valley, blue Valley West. It's funny. Dion, we've talked about kind of the big three of the EKL and the blue Valley schools. Blue Valley West wants to make sure. And we, I know it now it's, it's a big four. Okay. Yeah. They're right there with blue Valley. And north and northwest. They handled Aquinas last week, thirty-one yeah. seven, and and uh, all you need to know is is wherever I pick Blue Valley, or Blue Valley West, uh, whatever I pick, go the other way because I haven't picked them right yet. They'll beat somebody, and I'll be like, yeah, and then they get beat. So the next yeah. week, I'm like, well, maybe that wasn't legit, and then I pick against them, and they and they win. So this week, I've got them. I'm picking Blue Valley, so I'm gonna guarantee you right now that Blue Valley West is. I mean. Uh, you know, I, I joke with Coach Terrell about that. And he's like, well, I, you know, I don't want to be on the wrong side of that. And I'm like, well, I think I, I like Blue Valley in that game. <laughs> I think Blue Valley's playing really well. But Blue Valley West, that's a team you don't want to see. And if the bracket shakes right for them and they get in the right spot, there could be, you know, just like a couple of years ago, they had Olathe North when they went to the state championship game. Olathe North on the ropes, and they were staring down the barrel of a, of a semifinal appearance yeah. against I, a Blue Valley North team that they were good enough to to beat. I think, I think on the um... – on the east side in 6A, I don't know if anybody's up for beating Derby, right? But I think it's the deepest it's been in a while with oh. North, Northwest, West, Blue Valley, Olathe North, and Olathe West could all be players. Uh, Olathe and Northwest is on the west side. Olathe Northwest beats Shiny Mission Northwest. Yeah, I like Northwest, a lot. Absolutely, yeah. I like Shiny Mission Northwest a lot. Yeah. Um, so there's seven or eight teams right there. I mean, that, that you know, once you get that second weekend – um, and these things start to shake out. You're gonna have you're gonna have four really good games in six a the second yeah. week of the postseason. Some of those classes you have a layup the first couple of weeks, right? Yeah. Not in not in six a on the you, east. You side. may get you may get the first week if you're up near the top of the bracket. You may get yeah. the first week, but after that, it's gonna be whew. yeah. Um, staying in the uh, in the six a side, 
Um, Lawrence goes to Olathe North on the, in the, in the Sunflower League. Yeah, Lawrence bounced back and got a good win last week, and, and they had two tough losses in a row, lost to Mill Valley. Um, and so I think Lawrence is a pretty solid team. I don't think they're as good as Free State. I think Free State's a better team. Um, but Olathe North, they had that one little hiccup against Olathe West a couple weeks ago. But other than that, they're back to scoring 56 points a game. Back-to-back yeah. weeks. They've done it three times now. They have. Uh, that's a weird stat to do that that number, uh, you know, three times, you know, three times in a season. So uh, this is a just a good tough. You saw you saw Lawrence, a tough yeah. physical team, and, and that's going to be a tough physical game. And I think that's, uh, I think it's a fun one. I, I mean, I think it's uh, it, it's it stinks they're not on the same side, so we can see it again probably. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, it's a fun game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then the third one on the Kansas side, Leavenworth and DeSoto. I'm intrigued by this one. Why is this one in the uh, the big three? Leavenworth's team, not, nobody's nobody's talking about, and, and they are one win away from their second winning season since 1990. Wow. And in 2014, they went five and four in the regular season, ended up finishing six and six. Um, or maybe they were six and yeah, that's what it was. They finished six and six overall at the playoffs. And then way back in 1990, they had a winning record. I think they won like seven or eight games. So it's not always done great for them. But, uh, you know, moving to the UKC four years ago was a huge thing for them. And allowed them to kind of maybe build that program. Yep. And their quarterback is outstanding. Talked to Coach Brian King from DeSoto. And he's like, we played him twice last year. And that kid's like Kyler Murray. He runs <laughs> around back there. He can't catch you. He goes, he's tough. He goes, he goes you know, they, they almost got us both times. And, and he said, we, you know. That, that's a good team. They're well coached, and 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 it's, it, I, I think they really enjoy those the, the UKC now that they're in that league. For the Missouri side, ho hum, just another uh, big game in the Missouri suburban gold this <laughs> week. We have uh, Liberty and Ray Peck. Seems like they played each other twice already, but I get my Liberty Norris and and uh, the Lee Summits and everything uh, because there's so many big games every mm-hmm. single week in that league. They're both uh, five and two. They both lost to Liberty North and Lee Summit North, kind of similar type games. Uh, Liberty's playing really good football. They've won four straight, um, and they've and they've done it with kind of getting their rushing game under with Winter Williams re- yeah. reestablished. Their offense is playing well. Their defense, which was, which was a work in progress to start the season, they had so many people, including Jalen West and their outstanding linebacker, graduated off that team. That defense is playing better. Ray Peck has done about the same thing. Their defense has, has been good all season long. Their offense is now starting to play well. So. Uh, these two teams, and they didn't play a lot for a while there, um, but in the in the late 90s, I don't know if you remember this, in the early 2000s, when Liberty was the bigger school and Ray Peck was like class five, there was a stretch there where they were playing each other almost every year, and it was crazy shootout, spectacular games, and it became a little bit of a rivalry, um, and they they mostly, and they really weren't in the same conference until the, Ray Peck got up in the suburban goal about 2010. Yeah. And it really was a fantastic little run there for about 10 years where they would play each other all the time. And uh, I think it was, it was a good one. And I think they, you know, and, and the funny thing about it is, is the staffs haven't changed that much. I mean, Sean Martin was on staff back 20 years ago. Chad forgon has been at Liberty for 28 years, been the head coach for 11. So a lot of the, they know each other. There's not a lot of change in those programs and, and they've had consistent success and especially Liberty's kind of come back in uh, the last few years and really become more consistent. And, and kind of fully recovered from the split, I guess you would say. And, and you see what, you know, and having Liberty and Liberty North, you know, Liberty North is, is uh, five and one and, and Liberty's five and two. I mean, that, I mean, that's a great nose for their district, but that should be a fun game. And it's, it's a good for both of them. They're both in different districts, but they want to get that win. And um, so no, it's, it's, I like that game. I, it's always easy for me to, to 
to pick a Liberty Ray Peck game when, when they're yeah. playing each other. Yeah. Uh, Lee Summit takes on Park Hill South. Park Hill South still undefeated. And we thought they were just at, at, at maybe 4 0 5 or now. We're just going to run through that schedule, but kind of a closer than expected game to, to Staley and then a 7 0 game defeat of uh, North Kansas City last week. Yeah, I had to come back to meet Staley. They lost Briggs Bartosh, their outstanding tailback, got a broken bone, I that's think, big. in his ankle. That and I, that's yeah. big. But I think Odeker is the guy who stepped in. He maybe not quite as dynamic as him, um, but uh, they really, they've really got a good offense, got a good line. Uh, Nathan, I think Rico is the quarterback, and uh, Moody Rubin, great. Moody Rubin's as good a wide receiver as there in the city, and um, and Rico's done a fantastic job for them. So they've still got pieces on offense. The, their defense is their defense is really good. That's that's what's been consistent for them all season long too. Lee Summit is 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 a team that at the beginning of the year, Coach Thomas said. We don't have a lot of experience. We have a lot of guys, you know, our seniors who are playing varsity for the first time. And, um, but he really liked the team. He told me, he's like, these guys like each other. They work hard for each other. They're a great team. He goes, he goes, this is one of those, he goes, look, we all had teams where they're really talented, but they, they struggle in terms of their teammate, you know, and how they work together as a group. He goes, this, this group is fantastic. He goes, I really wanted to have success because they've worked so hard. Yeah. And I talked to him about it this week and he said, I said, are you at the point where now they're finally kind of able to kind of, they had a tough stretch of their schedule, which was brutal. Now they're playing some teams that are more like them. And he goes, oh no, they're, he goes, they never quit. They never gave up. And, that, and it's good to see them kind of have a chance. This is a sneaky good game. This is the, your Park Hill South. Don't start just ratcheting down right. and looking at that number one seed. At least some of the team that can step up and beat them. Uh, absolutely. Lastly here, uh, Raytown and Grain Valley, this game at Raytown, speaking of teams that are kind of junior heavy, uh, Raytown, I know at that, and we've got quite the season they had planned so far, but still plenty of time. And this could be a, this could be a, a playoff matchup too, right? Yeah. They played twice last year. Uh, and I think they've got a chance of playing twice this year because it's kind of Grain Valley, Raytown and Belton at the top of that district mm -hmm. and, the, and the same in the conference. So it's the same three Grain Valley plays Raytown this week. The game is at Grain Valley this week. Um, and then they play Belton. So now it's uh, Raytown, I think, the two weeks off hurt them because they played so well to start the season mm -hmm. and they would have played Fort Osage, which I think would have been a good game for them. And they didn't. Um, and then they come back and they get a good win, but then they lose to Blue Valley West and then they beat up on some teams that, you know, beat up on a team they should win. And then they go play Smithville. It's kind of been hit, miss, hit, miss with them. And now they're back in the same spot where they're playing a Grand Valley team whose defense is outstanding. And, you know, last year they were so good offensively, and now this year their, their defense has really led the way. So yeah. it's going to be a huge test for Raytown. You know, really it's a toss-up game. I, I think whoever wins this is going to get that number one seed in the district, you know, assuming Belton doesn't spoil some plans here in the next couple of weeks. But, uh, no, good one here in the next last week of the regular season. All right, that'll about do it. Be sure to uh, catch KSHB 41 at 10-15. That's when our show starts under the lights on Friday night and check out Preps KC all Friday night long for score updates of any score you're interested in, uh, prepskc.com. I miss anything, Dion? No, I think that's it, man. It's uh, it We'll be talking playoffs here in another yeah. couple weeks. Our game of the week, by the way, is Piper at Spring Hill, another good game uh, oh, over yeah. on the Kansas side. We're going to be there as well uh, at 6 and 10 o'clock with, uh, with reports on that one. So let's do it. Week 8 coming at you, Missouri. Week 7 coming at you, Kansas. For Dion, I'm Mick. We'll see you next time right here on Snap Tackle Pod.